The Genius of Creation, Chapter 14 The family of Cain Eve appointed another son Genesis 4, verse 17 to 26 And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived, and bare Enoch. And he builded a city, and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. Cain married where did he find his wife? Didn't Adam and Eve only have two sons at this stage? Apparently not. The first pair had both sons and daughters, we read in Genesis 5 verse 4. How many we are not told. So Cain took his sister wife and departed. Soon she was expecting their first child, but others were to follow, because Cain built a city which he named Enosh after his son. This was the first city built, though the word means an enclosed place, and was probably just an encampment. It certainly would not have rated as a city by modern standards. The name Enoch means dedicated or to train up, as in Proverbs 22, verse 6. Just why Cain used that name for his son, I do not know. What we do know is that Cain's family launched a series of events which are rooted in sin stemming from the serpent's lie. In Adam's desire to be as God's, his fellowship with the one true God is broken. Then jealousy and murder breaks the fellowship between brother and brother. Soon Lamech commits polygamy, breaking the fellowship of true marriage, and then vows revenge, another murder, upon Enoch, the seventh from Adam. Lust was to result in unwise marriages between the sons of God and the daughters of men. We read in Genesis 6 verses 1 to 4. Corruption and violence would fill the earth until the only remedy was to wipe them all out by a flood and start again with faithful Noah and his family. But even then Noah's son Ham committed incest, so that Canaan, the child born as a result, is cursed. This from Genesis 9 verse 20 to 27 and Leviticus 18 verse 8. And then everyone is scattered by the confusion of languages as a result of attempting to build a tower to make a name for themselves at Babel instead of honouring the Lord's name in Genesis 11 verse 1 to 9. Is there no end to sin? Yes, there is. For God's mercy continued, and the promise of a better day to come sounded throughout the history of those far-off days, days which sadly continue to be the pattern of our present world. In Cain's line, Enoch's son was named Irad, meaning city of witness. Irad begat Mehujael, meaning destroyed of God. Mehujael begat Methusael, man of God. And he begat Lamech, whose name means powerful. He was apparently a strong, violent young man, who was the first to take two wives, although God through Adam had plainly stated that a man should marry one wife, cleave to her, and be one flesh. Lamech's first wife was Adar, meaning ornament. 
who bore him Jabel. The word means flowing, a river. The word is used in Isaiah 30 verse 25 and 44 verse 4. And jubel, meaning joyful sound, music, jubilee. A kindred word is used in Joshua 6 verse 5. Jabel lived in tents, being a nomadic herdsman. And it was Jabel that invented the lute and panpipe or flute and became a musician. Zillah, Lamech's second wife, bore Tubal Cain, who became a worker in metals, an occupation which would include making weapons. She also bore a daughter whose name was Naoma, meaning pleasant. Of these we know nothing else. Cain's family disappears from the record. Nevertheless, the record is instructive in a variety of ways, especially in confirming that Genesis is not just made up of stories, but a genuine record of real people. They obviously were not ignorant cavemen, but men with normal mental ability. They were forerunners to cattle herding for meat, industry for money-making and mastery by force, and the arts, particularly music, for pleasure. Though none of these occupations are wrong in themselves, as we read on we see that these occupations, indulged into the exclusion of the Creator, led to total disaster. Culture such as music and the arts, which can bring out the finer aspects of life and encourage spiritual development, can and does so easily degenerate into godless wickedness such as we see in every generation and especially in our own. Together once again they represent the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Man is not self-sufficient. I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps, God says through Jeremiah in chapter 10 verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Psalm 37 verse 23. Lamech's boast. Lamech, the fifth from Cain, seventh from Adam, was certainly a boastful man. He said to his wives, I have slain a man to my wounding, and a young man to my hurt. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. This surely was not just a random comment. There must be some incident that led to Lamech's extremely revengeful boast of seventy times sevenfold. The answer is not in the Old Testament but given in the New Testament, which, like the Old, was written under divine inspiration. We have said that Lamech was the seventh from Adam on Cain's side of the family. The seventh from Adam on Seth's side of the family was Enoch. Jude, writing in the New Testament to Jewish believers in Jesus Christ about AD 66, wrote, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, 
and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's person in admiration because of advantage. So Enoch had quite rightly spoken to his generation of judgment to come upon the wicked. It was this truth that caused Lamech to make his vain boast. Jude's message to his generation, the first generation after Jesus Christ's ministry, was written against the background of severe persecution by the Jews of the followers of Jesus Christ. The persecutors were about to be judged in the fulfilment of Jesus Christ's prophecy recorded in Matthew 24. In this prophecy the Lord spoke of the coming destruction by the Romans of Judea and Jerusalem, which came to pass in AD 66-70. He had said that there would not be one stone of the temple left upon another, that all true believers should flee before the end came and be saved. History records that many believers did flee from Jerusalem. They fled to Pella. The Apostle Paul had described the ungodliness of the Jews at this time, saying to the believers in Thessalonica, For ye, brethren, became followers of the ecclesias of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews, who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and have persecuted us, and they please not God, and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved, to fill up their sins alway, for the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. The first of Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. Of course there were scoffers like Lamech walking after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they are willingly ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, the rulers and people of Judea at the time Peter was writing, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. It is not to be wondered at that there is today the same attitude manifest Wherever God's word of coming judgment is spoken, it has always been thus. Men fail to learn from history. The vengeful attitude of Lamech is countered by our Lord's comment about forgiveness in reply to Peter's question, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? With Lamech saying in mind, the Lord replied, I say not unto thee till seven times 
but until seventy times seven. Matthew 18, verse 21 to 22. After all, the Lord experienced the same hostility and vengeful attitude when he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Isaiah 55, verse 3 and verse 5 there is a further comment in Genesis 5, verse 22 to 24, about Enoch, which confirms Jude's comment. We will look at this comment when considering that chapter. 